Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner Radio. This is Sarah in unbelievably gorgeous Portland, Oregon. Um, and this is Dimity and also unbelievably gorgeous Denver. We're looking at like a 75 degree day here. Perfect fall day. The leaves are leaves are turning and all that. What about you? How hot oh, is it there? Gonna say, this, we're going to have a smackdown, aren't we, about wh- who's having the better weather. Um, <laughs> ours is a little chillier than that, but it's like so delightfully crisp. I do have to say it's almost a little Denver-esque in how blue it is and the little, little crispness in the air and... Um, yeah, a couple leaves. We don't have a ton of leaves yet turning. So, um, yes, but, um, and then we're, well, he- so I have to, I have to warn you, um, mm-hmm. if you hear a bark in the background, mm-hmm. it's my new pal. Oh, that's so funny. When you said you had something to tell me, you weren't going to tell me until the start. And I'm like, you're going to tell me at the start of the race. Like, what does that have to do with <laughs> well, the start of the podcast? Well, I was like thinking about it. And I know that, you know, I know that you think sometimes my life is a little too busy, you know, like running a business, training for an Ironman, you know, two kids, a couple other, you know, volunteer things thrown in. Um, but we just had, we adopted another dog and we're about to adopt another dog. We have a four week trial with him. Oh, um, and his, and his name is Mason and he is just a love. Oh my God. But he's huge and he's strong. And, um, what yeah. type of dog? So, I mean, he's lying right next to me right now. Cause I didn't feel like I could shut him out, um, of this, this, uh, podcast. Cause who knows what <laughs> havoc he might wreak on our house. So I took off his collar, but, um, but if you hear any, any panting or barking, that's him. And so what type of dog? He's a, um, he's a perfect, um, mix. He's a lab Weimaraner mix. Mm. And, my kids wanted a lab and Grant really wanted a Weimaraner, which we had for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were in touch with the Weimaraner Rescue Society of Denver and auditioned one dog this weekend who was... <laughs> Did it stand up on its two back paws and like dance for <laughs> exactly. you and sing? Exactly. She was, uh, she was, she needed a quieter home. She had had a very, very rough couple early years of her life uh-huh. and just needed um, someone just uh, love on her and she wouldn't take our stairs and we have to already carry one, our blind dog up and down the stairs. So I was like, dude, we're going to need a dog elevator in this house if we end up taking this dog. I can so, see, um, I can see if you had gotten that dog in total dimity fashion, it would have been like 10 days before your Ironman training would have gone perfectly. And then you'd like fall down the stairs carrying a dog. Yeah. So then, so then we've gone completely opposite. I mean, so this is Mason. He is nine months old. Like I said, he is strong as an ox. I mean, I'm really excited because I think he's going to be my new, my new best running pal. Uh-huh. Um, once he's, I mean, he has to, I think he needs to get to about a year before I can run with him. And he definitely needs some obedience training before I can run with him. But, um, but I'm very, very excited. So I, I just love a good dog. So oh, I'll nice. have to leave him because we're headed to the Twin Cities Marathon, right? Right, right. That's so funny also, though, that you got a new pet. And I can't even begin to tell my children because, as I told you, when we were in 
Massachusetts oh, yeah. for Zuma, and Jack decides to be like, hey, Mr. Fun Dad, I'm going to pretend like we're getting two cats. And that was such, I'm sorry. I like Jack a lot, but I think that is such a crap, mean dad move. Sorry. I know. But, cat, but I don't approve. I don't think he listens to the podcast, so it's okay. So let's <laughs> rip him a new one. Um, but, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't know whether it started. I haven't asked him about it. I don't know whether it started out as a joke to me, and then the kids thought he was being serious, or whether he started joshing around with the kids and then threw the, threw the ball in my lap. And, oh, my gosh, like John came home yesterday with a drawing that he'd done, and in the corner was this caption like, Mom, please, can we get a cat? I'm like, oh, oh really? That, that issue's not dead yet? Um, you get a cat. Cats are really easy. I mean, you know, you clean the litter box once every couple of days. Oh, I just, just saying. Uh, yeah, I know. But well, well, first of all, they're the coyotes are back in our neighborhood. So and the coyotes do make off with cats out in the uh, that are out in yards. Oh, um, wait, wait, wait. So but I did, I'm totally interrupting you. But I have to I forgot the funniest part about Mason. So <laughs> foster parents drop him by his foster mom. Um, brings him by we take him out to our backyard. We have a nice, you know, kind of a large uh, green backyard. Within three minutes, Mason has snagged a chipmunk, like <laughs> killed it in his mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but, but he didn't kill it, actually. He, um, we, we said, Mason, leave it. He left it. But this poor chipmunk is like paralyzed and like trying to like, you know, run for his life. And we're trying to grab Mason. And he's just like, oh, my gosh, it was awful. So we got to let the chipmunk like get halfway up the tree where, of course, it's probably dead now. <laughs> Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh! It's like Grant's like, wow, our our our, our rodents are gonna have to, you know, like wisen up and slim down if we're gonna escape Mason. Like, oh my gosh! So yeah, so we've got a hunt. Like I said, he's strong, he's fast, and he's a hunting dog. So he's another project in my life. I can totally see Mason and Ben just wreaking havoc, like chasing yes. things and like running terror in your yes. backyard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so yeah. So don't let them, well don't don't get a cat. It's gonna get eaten by the coyotes. But I'm okay. just saying. I just I'm a big fan of pets, and I think they're great for kids. But to each their own. Obviously, it doesn't work for you. Yeah. I know it oh. doesn't work for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, yes. So, but we're this is not the pet show. This <laughs> this is us. On Animal Planet, actually, this is another mother runner. This is another Animal Planet mother runner something hybrid. Um, so you, yeah, twin, we are going to Twin Cities Marathon in like two days. Um, mm-hmm. You're leaving tomorrow, mm-hmm. and you don't jinx it. Knock on wood. That was me knocking on wood. Um, you have had amazing runs, right? I have, I have, and and we should say that the theme of the sh- of the show is supposed to be race day. We'll see if we get there, but but yeah. So I have had, yeah. I just realized the other day when I did um, a twelve little over twelve milers, my final quote long run, and I suddenly thought, oh, I didn't have one of those bad runs. Like it seems like the second or to last or the last long run is always really crummy. And and coaches say, oh, that's how you know it's time for the taper. And um, I was like, oh, that was yet another one, good one. And then I'm like, and I never had that like really lousy midweek longish run. So it made me think, except for the time that I was like sweating my brains out in Connecticut um, in June early on, I really had just one fantastic run after another, which makes everybody want to hate me. But um, 
I don't, I don't know. I, I you know, awesome. no, that, that, that one in, that the one in, uh, Connecticut is when you drank, drank someone from, else's water. Yeah. That's why I drank the bottle of water that I found by the side of the road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'd say that stands out as that qualifies as a yeah, bad I run. Have to say, you know, like that, that had some real potential to turn into like not a bad run, but bad, <laughs> bad runs. runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. Um, yeah, well, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait because I'm going to run the 10 miler, which starts an, an hour before your race. Mm-hmm. So funny. So we've got these great, um, women in Minnesota that we've kind of become friends with through another mother runner. And they are like our concierge and like getting us the race morning and making us coffee and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, so we got an email. Joe was one of, was one of the names and, uh, Joe got his email. She's like, you know, the race, your race dimity starts at seven Oh nine, which of course, like, I don't know any of these details. <laughs> your race starts at seven Oh nine. Um, is it okay if we get to there at six forty five? And I wrote back and I was like, well, Joe, I mean, I'll take out my like, you know, two mile race pace warm up and my strides and my karaoke and, you know, my high knees and everything. But, um, but sure, that'll be okay. <laughs> and then, then me being the youngest child when she said, oh, yeah, and Dimity's race, at the time she was just saying seven and your starts at eight. So we'll pick you up. And I'm thinking, oh, it's really awesome to get a ride. But that means that I totally have to wake up an hour earlier than I really need to. And I'm already, you know, behind the gun because of, different time zone and I was like oh thanks so much for the ride but kind of sucks I have to go there so early and she immediately writes back oh no 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 no! I'm giving Dimity a ride and you know Amy's gonna give you and Shannon and Tom a ride an hour later I'm like sweet so oh. they they are full service um you know valet chauffeur uh you know water bearer it's awesome yeah that's awesome too yeah and then that Kristen um is gonna be at mile 20 right mm-hmm. yes mile 20.6 20. Like, this is, like, the most MVP treatment you'll ever get. Like, she's got your noon and your bagel waiting for you at mile 20.6. I mean, yeah. I think oh, I hope you feel like uh, a rock star. Oh, it, oh yeah. I mean, that, it, that I think, as I've told you, one of my goals is to really express that appreciation along the way. It sort of reminds me a little bit about uh, one of my goals when I went in to deliver Phoebe, um, my older daughter, was, was to not... Um, was to remain polite to the people who were helping me deliver the baby. And I remember about a couple hours into labor, they were like, you know, you can stop saying please and thank you. I'm like, no, 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 that's, I really wanted to do that. I want to be very polite. So, so it's, yeah. it's similarly, you know, as I'm running, as I'm like totally out of my mind with, with exhaustion and pain, I want to be like, Kristen, it's so wonderful to see you. Thank you for being out here. <laughs> Yeah, I think you can assure that to thank you for being out here and then write her an email after. You don't have to be like, kiss, kiss, each cheek, you know, like, hello, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm really excited for you. Um, and it's funny because we're going to read um, this race day final countdown. And um, and I and the thing about it is, is I haven't really been preparing for this race. I've just kind of been kind of going like mm. I would call it free balling, but I'm not entirely sure if that's the appropriate term. <laughs> ever since, uh, ever since um, Todd, like, our stand-in producer, really likes that. I think oh, it, I, okay, I think it might have a scrotum analogy in there. <laughs> um, I because I mean ever since like Disney half marathon, and then I did the aqua bike. Mm-hmm. And then I just did a trail half marathon and I've got to put in a quick plea for if you have never done a trail race, you must do a trail race. Mm-hmm. I am not kidding you. I, you know, after I do an Ironman, I think I might just do trail races for the rest of my life. They are so much fun and they have such a different vibe than, you know, a regular road race. And I'm not saying that a road race is wrong, but it's just, you got to taste chocolate to know how much you appreciate vanilla, right? <laughs> so, um, so, uh, I mean, it's just, 
relax. But the cool part is, is that you just go. And I mean, it was really until about mile eight that I started to feel like, okay, I'm tired. I don't know, you know, how much more do I have left in me because I haven't really been training. But, you know, you're really focused on your feet and you kind of get in this little peloton of the same racers. And um, it's just there, it's a it's a different kind of mental concentration because you really have to pay attention to where you're going. It's not just like oh, I've got the flat road ahead of me. I just kind of have to weave in and out. Oh, see, really- see, that's why I wouldn't like it. It's the same reason I don't like driving. I don't like having to pay attention. <laughs> There you go. So it is is also because, uh, you know, one, I worry about tripping and two, like if you're on a single track, I'd be like, okay, out of my way. Like, you know, it'd be like being on, you know, highway one and, and being behind a semi trailer, you know? Well, yeah, you kind of find, you find your pace. And I mean, that this trail was very, very nice and kind of smooth and and wide at points. So you can definitely like meander around at times. I mean, at other times, you know, it was this this race. It was called the Bear Chase, and they had a half marathon, a fifty k, and a fifty miler, mm. and uh, and a ten k. So we started, you know, we started before the ten k, but after the other fifty ones. And um, the really fast runners mm-hmm. um, that were doing like four laps of our course, the fifty milers, um, passed us, and that was definitely hairy at times, um, just because I was like, okay. You know, I, I don't want to trip and I don't want to trip them either, of course, because God knows I don't want to take down a front runner. But um, wow, that's but also you, kind of amazing that people who are running 50 miles were passing you. Oh, they're fast. Oh, my gosh. They're so fast. It was like, you know, it was like um, the people that can win Leadville, you know, like the, like 100 mile races. I mean, they're running, you know, se- seven, eight minute mile splits for 50 miles. <laughs> Yes. So, um, so anyway, so I, so anyway, so I did this trail race and now I'm gonna do a 10 mile race. So, I mean, I have a, you know, a goal time in mind, but really I'm just like, ah, whatever, whatever, c'est la vie, you know? Okay. Sera, sera, sera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was the foreign phrase I was looking for. <laughs> I'll sing it for you if you want. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking you don't know that song. Um, that's okay. You don't need to it for me. Okay. So anyway, so so let's before we uh, read from the um, race day chapter in Train Like a Mother. How about we talk about some of the our memorable race day mornings? Um, okay. And and my one of mine that that really really stands out in my mind is a race, the first race I guess that you and I did together, which was the Nike Women's Marathon. And I just remember repeatedly, repeatedly gagging as I was brushing my teeth. And it wasn't so much that I was like sticking the toothbrush down my throat to make myself gag, just the mere act of having a foreign thing in my mouth and brushing my teeth. I was just like, and obviously it was nerves at work there, but I think I really should have taken it as a sign that it was not going to be my best race. Do you you not brush your teeth before you run in the morning? No, that's the thing. I always brush my teeth before... I mean, I am religious about brushing my teeth before I run, brushing my teeth before I race. And so it wasn't like something new, but it was just, I don't know. I don't brush my teeth before I run. (laughs) I mean, it depends if I definitely don't brush my teeth before I run with my friends. Um, I I probably will on race morning, but. Wow. um, I brush my teeth even when I'm not going to run with any, like just before every run, I brush my teeth. Oh, geez. And I see you as having the one with better oral hygiene between the two. Like my floss. Yeah. I don't know. I just, well, it's mostly because I'm just like, I get up and I get out the door. And the banana kind of substitutes as a toothbrush. I stuff that in my face. <laughs> but yeah, that masks a little breath, right? Right, right. You So you don't mean you actually rub the banana over your no, tooth surface. 
full crest. You know, I don't know that I have any memorable race day mornings. I mean, because really, like, as 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 we read, you kind of say, I'm, like, really, like, on, I mean, autopilot sounds, it almost gives me too much credit. Like, I really like to minimize the kind of hullabaloo before a race just because, I don't know, I mean, I used to get my, my rowing coaches so mad at me because everyone, you know, is out running and, you know, and warming up and stretching. And I would be like, oh, can I have another bagel? Like, <laughs> like I just... I don't know. I mean, I just, I feel like I know physiologically it's important to get your blood going and it's important to, you know, do that, but I'm all about like saving my effort, you know? Um, so well, I mean, the, the one, go ahead. I was going to say, you made that impression on me when we ran the Disneyland half marathon and I said something like, oh yeah, I've been up since four, you know, my alarm wasn't set till 420 because we had to be at the start line at five. And you're like, oh, I got up at 445. <laughs> It's like, hey, really? I roll out of bed. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And uh, I mean, the one morning that I remember is funny that um, I was talking about this earlier, but I was did a four mile race on the 4th of July. And it was like one of the worst races of my life. It was here um, in Wash Park. And, um, and I had a coach at the time. And so she gave me this warm up routine. And I was like, fine, fine, I'll do it, you know, because it's a short race. And man, that race just blew chunks. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm validated. I don't ever have to do a warm up again. And it didn't have to do with the fact that it was a four mile race. So maybe you're busting a big move instead of just kind of chug logging. It was more like I was just, you know, it was hot and I wasn't in the mood to race and it was whatever. Wow. Um, Cause I, I got to tell you that I could, I could tell you memorable things from almost every morning bef- of race day morning that I've had. Like wow. just things like, ugh, like the, the other one of, being a uh, big sir and you know you have to wake up super early for big sir because you have to um, drive the entire point to point race course to get to the start line and so it's you know super dark in the hotel room and and oh, I just I was I had been so ticked the night before at being at Trader Joe's I'm like oh I'm so tired of having to find things you can make in your hotel room to eat they'll fuel you for 26.2 miles so I'd been like, oh, I'll, I'll get a little crazy. I'll try to make some oatmeal in the little coffee maker back at the room. And, yeah, that didn't work out so well. <laughs> little black coffee grinds in there. Yeah. <laughs> it just the, – the oats just didn't cook. Like, I don't yeah. know. the water. You know, I don't even know how to make coffee, so I don't know why I was thinking I'd know how to use a coffee maker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, mine are more of a blur. You know, it's mostly for me, it's like getting everything ready. You know, I want to get everything ready the night before and then just be done and just, like I said, kind of go on to um, cruise control. Yeah, I noticed that when we stopped by your room at Disneyland, I was like, oh, look, she has everything laid out. Maybe I'll go back and do that, too. That's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> Well, especially because we are, you know, bunking with our fam. So it was like, oh, if any of my kids wake up, oh, all bets are off. Mom, mom, can I watch TV? Mom, mom, why are you going so early? What are we doing today? Can I go back on that? So what is that one ride? The girl. The girl. That's, that's a butter in India. Uh, gur. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. So should we uh, maybe start reading? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Why don't you take the intro? Okay, I will. I'll take the intro. So this is Chapter 13 from Train Like a Mother, How to Get Across Any Finish Line and Not Lose Your Family Job or Sanity. And that's by... Dimity McDowell and Sarah Bowen Shea, <laughs> just in case people don't know. Yeah, so this is um, race day, the final countdown. That was good. That was unrehearsed. Um, so, okay. Okay. Uh, by Dimity and Sarah. The work is done. The cows are in the... Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. 
For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. Barn, it's taper time, gals. Because you know nearly every running-related detail of, of our lives, we thought we'd share with you the prep work and thoughts we have leading up to a half marathon, which we're pretending starts at 7 a.m. on a Sunday. Visualize along with us. We're also imagining we each take first in our age groups and knock substantial times off our respective PRs, thanks to our amazing training and preparation. All righty. So, um, so we're, we're out at T minus seven days. Um, and I head over to weather.com, but actually now that, um, we wrote this a year ago, now that I have an iPhone, I actually check my weather on my phone, um, and start to check the forecast obsessively, or at least four times a day until race day. Yep. I pretty much do that. Um, each time I'm slightly bummed, there isn't an hourly weather map available yet for Sunday's race. Um, it's going to be 55 right now as a high in Minneapolis. On, as a, uh, as a high, I mean, that's, yeah. that's like at 4 PM or 3 PM. I mean, it's yeah, going to be, yeah, it's going to be, th- gonna be I think, yeah, like 37 at the start, I think. Um, okay. So this is T minus five days. This is me again. Um, and this one is if I would work, have worked really hard for this race, um, get slightly concerned. My training isn't going to kick in. I know taper time when miles are minimal is when my mind goes even more into overdrive. So I try to take that into account, but my legs don't feel as fresh as I think they should be by now. They always come around by race day, but I wish there was some gas gauge like window on my quads to allow me to see them getting revved. Okay. Uh, shooting out some emails to rustle up a play date for race day afternoon for at least one of the kiddos, thus ensuring less chaos in the house. Lucky for us, we'll be, uh, you know, well, 1,500 miles away from home. We don't have to worry about that. Um, maybe I'll even be able to slip in a nap. The mere thought makes me redouble my email efforts. Despite being on deadline for a Runner's World article, I spent at least 20 minutes studying the race course. 
Like my older daughter, Phoebe, prepping for her weekly spelling test, I want to make sure I know things backward and forward. Does that long hill start at mile eight or end there? At what street is the turnaround before we head back toward the finish line? Okay, and so now we're at T minus four days. After checking the weather for the third time today, I head to my drawer of spandex and see what outfit I want to wear. Unlike a certain someone, <clears throat> I am. Who's that? That'd be me. Have you? Uh, I don't have specific race outfits, although these days I run in some kind of shirt from the Another Mother Runner collection, available at anothermotherrunner.com. Um, that's not in the book, though. Uh, when I'm dragging and someone yells, you're one badass mother runner, or laughs at my shirt, I get a momentary boost. To make sure I'm covered, I will wash all of my favorite sports bras, currently the champion smoothie. I have been holding that one out. I've been planning that much. Nice. Um, those two bottoms, one pair of capris and one skirt. Um, I will amend that. I will bring a pair of capris and even a pair of tights because I start so early. And mm. then I'm going to wait for you to come through, you badass mother runner. <laughs> um, laundry day here in Portland where it takes workout clothes a good two days to air dry. Wash several skirts I de- as I debate pattern versus dependable black, although I also will only be bringing Capri's to the Twin Cities. Um, give a whiff to my wool arm warmers, slightly pungent but not overly ripe. Leave them out but toss in several bras as I want to wear one that makes me look slightly bodacious under my AMR tank. And again, I actually think I'm going to pack my wool arm warmers. I might wear them underneath the long sleeve shirt. I'm thinking about, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm thinking about high mileage mom. I'm not sure yet, though. I, I was thinking about that, too. That's a good orange shirt yeah, I thought wear. orange and black, you know, it's bright. People can spot me, and it kind of gets into that fall, Halloween-y oh. theme. The word, the word you're looking for is seasonal. Mm, seasonal. Okay, very good. Seasonal. Well, because it's orange and black. Yeah, have you been, like, shopping at Target or something? And then, oh, look, it's seasonal decorations. <laughs> Oh, and uh, T minus three days. That's me again. Um, Blow off boot camp, which I indeed did uh, blow it off today. I went for a three-mile run and said, um, if Ashley has us do too many lunges and squats, my legs will be toast. Right about now is when I start consciously conserving my energy and being kind to my legs. When I hear the UPS guy knock on the front door, I forego answering it. I know he'll leave the package without a signature, resulting in one fewer set of stairs I have to tromp up and down. I have to say that this morning I made Phoebe go down and get something out of our refrigerator down in the basement i'm like yeah i'm not going down there you go um we speak the truth i mean you know you think we you think we make this stuff up this amazing scandal stuff but we don't we send our daughters to the basement <laughs> we let them come up though um <laughs> when i'm in the when i'm in the kitchen at lunchtime eating leftover pizza i check the cupboards to make sure i have all the ingredients for my race morning smoothie plus good bread for toast i add bananas to my grocery list as i want to ensure they are the perfect ripeness on sunday morning i guess we'll, maybe, I we'll, we'll have I to ask joe to buy some for us right oh yeah yeah well i can second you're you're a banana snob you're like if it's not exactly <laughs> green if it's got spots i don't really know no nope, don't buy one then no no no. i like it with a few spots um spots. so okay. um okay and here i go again uh t minus two days um it's gadget time i spend way too much time making the perfect playlist, which I've already done. I'm very proud of that. It's on our site. Uh, It was the post on Monday. Um, Maybe it's a little heavy on the fits in the tantrum songs, but they put a spring in my step. Then I connect the iPod to download my half marathon heaven playlist and charge the device, which reminds me to plug in my Garmin. Got to be sure all batteries, not just my bodies, are fully charged. 
Oh my gosh, and it's me again. Look at this. This is the Sarah Bow and Shea show. Um, <laughs> I'm animal for it. T minus 36 hours. Knowing it's asleep, you get two nights pre-race, not the night of, that can make or break race day performance. I get a bit anxious around 8.45. I decide tonight's the night to pop an ambient to ensure sweet slumber, although now we know to just have some Highlands Calms Forte. Um, earplugs and Hollywood shades complete my sleep kit. Um, and yeah, and so as I wait for my Tylenol PM to kick in, so again, I'm a big fan of the Calms Forte. I've taken it a couple nights this week already, actually. Mm. Um, I settle on two potential outfits, capris, tank, and long sleeve tech tee if it's below 50. That's probably what I'm going to wear. Mm. And I tie the tee around my waist if I get hot, which I won't, um, on Sunday. And then skirt, tank, and long sleeve if it's between 50 and 60. Mm-hmm. Um, T minus 24 hours. Um after a short, easy shake out the legs run, I shave my pits and legs. Wishing I'd remember to apply it sooner, I slather on some self-tanner, which now I'm going to do that when I get home from this podcast. Um, <laughs> wonder if there's enough time to give a glow to my pale gams. Speaking of color, I've been paying careful attention to the shade of my, you guessed it, urine. Um, what hue is pale straw anyway? I decide pee the color of crystal light lemonade is fine for letting me know I'm well hydrated. And if you've heard us talk at Race Expos, you're like, yeah, 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 we've heard that joke already. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I head to the Expo to pick up my number. As I walk around the Expo, I peruse the swag bag slightly so that it doesn't look like I only race for the mini Luna bars and goo, which, truth be told, I kind of do. <laughs> I do love a good swag bag. Um, I head to the T-shirt table and check out the tees. If they're unisex or ugly, I usually opt um, not to take one, or if possible, I'll grab a smaller size so one of my kids can use it for PJs. Um, again, a little uh, a little parenthetical here. I got one at the Aqua Bike, which um, was maroon, which is definitely not my color. Mm. Not criticizing. I'm just not a maroon tech tee kind of girl. And Ben loves it. <laughs> loves it. He, he's like decorated with a Sharpie. He wears it to bed almost every night. I mean, and it's, of course, I just look at it. And I just think, oh, just... I don't want to see that shirt anymore. <laughs> Wait, what is it? What does he do with the sharpie on it? He like he decorated with it, like on the back. They decorated with a sharpie. Oh. Um, it's a long story. I mean, it's, it's kind of a trend going on here right now. Amelia drew on the back of her volleyball jersey. She drew the number ten. Oh. I guess it hasn't made its way all the way out to the west. We're too hip for you in Colorado. <laughs> I think we Shut did that a few me. years ago. I've just forgotten all about it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, if I'm with a friend, we may peruse the booth, but I'm usually an in-and-out kind of girl. I'd rather shop for running clothes and shoes when I don't have a race hanging over my head. And uh, I take the kids to the playground, resisting the strong urge to take a nap. I don't want to mess with my ability to fall asleep tonight. No sleep aids for me the night before a race, although I have taken Calm's Forte before a race. Um, I plant myself on a shady bench and read the New York Times on my iPhone, refusing to push my kids on the tire swing for fear I'll wrench my back. For this mama, this visit is all about resting, not playing. And, and, and yeah, who's, that, who's that, kidding that, who I never well, get up and play with my kids? <laughs> raised, like, well, let's also say that your kids are seven and 10. So it's not like they need to be like supervised on the slide at this point. Correct. Um, Thank you. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so T minus 12 hours. Uh, I definitely have one beer and plenty of water with my dinner, which is usually pasta with veggies and a salad. Um, and then I indulge in dessert, ideally a piece of carrot cake. I never know what may happen tomorrow, so I may as well enjoy tonight. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm back to, uh, guess what, the weather and my clothes. Uh, T minus 10 hours. 
maybe this is why I, we talked about this before. I'm like, I don't know if this is our best writing. And I'm like, it's because I only talk about the weather and clothes. <laughs> um, okay. So Dimity, after checking the hourly forecast for the last time tonight, I solidify my outfit choice. I lay the tank flat on my bed and position my race number squarely in the middle of the bottom half. Without letting the bib shift a centimeter, I fasten all four pins and then pick back up the tank. The number, without fail, is slanted or off-center. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. <laughs> read it. C'est la vie. Um, I'm never so sure whether to do that as a joke or whether. <laughs> Did you, like, take high school Spanish instead of French or something? <laughs> I took Deutsch. I was a Deutsch major, But Sarah. even I, I knew that, but uh, even in high school you did? Oh, yeah. I, t- I started taking German in seventh grade. Oh, wow. Sehr gut Deutsch. Yeah. But what I was going to say was um, for my trail race, it's so funny because I put on my number and then I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh my gosh, Dimity, that I had it like basically like across my chest for all intents and purposes. Like, That's a little high, a little nerdy. So I, um, so I unbuttoned it, unpinned it and then tried to pin it lower, which of course, you know, if you're pinning a, a number on while you're wearing the shirt, I mean, you may as well just, you know, put on a blindfold because it just looked, it looked worse. But. Oh, see, I always pin on my number. Yet again, another difference. I pin on my number when I'm wearing the shirt. Oh, really? I've never done that before. Yeah. I always do it, lay it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? All right. Another West Coast, you know, Rocky Mountain difference, right? There, right there. Oh, um, it's me again. Sorry. Um, T minus nine hours and 30 minutes. Um, I climb into bed at 930, which is usually, is, that's actually a lie. I would prefer to be <laughs> at about nine um, and pretend like I don't have a race tomorrow. Good luck with that, says my mind. Um, T minus five hours. Dimity. Oh, I'm reading my name. Um, <laughs> so you can tell I'm not polished. And I, I, I usually read the same things again and again when I read because I don't, I, I need to like practice a little bit. Um, after tossing and turning and finally falling asleep around midnight, I wake up about 2 a.m. feeling like my bladder might explode. Empty it and think only three and a half hours of sleep left. Get back to sleep ASAP. You get that ASAP. I didn't say ASAP. That was a good, good, uh, <laughs> Good correction over my cest la vie. All right. T minus 2.5 hours. I'm rising and I'm shining. Or snoozing a few more times and then rising and shining. I first head downstairs to get breakfast and some water boiling for tea. Want to rouse the intestines so that I can use my home bathroom. That is so key. Gosh, that is probably the best advantage of a home race is having a home bathroom. If you can like empty or as we say, drop the kids off at the pool uh-huh, before you even have to go to the race. Oh, that's just that that makes a race lovely right there. I know I felt um, so badly before, before since you only got up, you know, 15 minutes before we had to be at the start line at Disneyland. You're like, I didn't have a chance to poop yet. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was in the bathroom at mile three. Um, check the weather again and promise myself it's the final time. Oh, here I get to talk now. Um, wake up a few minutes before the alarm sounds. Hop out of bed to brush my teeth. See, I even put it there in print. Um, and peer out bedroom window to determine weather. <laughs> As usual, the mere act of standing in the morning gets things moving. Poop for first of what ends up being three times this morning. Uh, TMI, TMI. <laughs> strip off pajamas to begin <laughs> Dimity's favorite, the anti-chafing <laughs> ritual. Oh, my God. Honestly, you could, like, watch a documentary in the amount of time it takes Sarah to, to like, apply her lube. <laughs> it begins easily enough with swipes of body glide. Then comes the layered effect with broad swaths of ASICs, ASICs chafe-free. Applying the chalky white liquid is like whitewashing my inner thighs. Hey, Tom Sawyer, get over here. Um, 
Yes, the process takes almost as long as the actual race, but this combo is my no-fail anti-chafe strategy. Or, as I'll do on Sunday, I'll just (laughs) wear a pair of capris and be done with it. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So T-minus 30 minutes. We're almost to race time. Um, I arrive at the race course about 30 minutes before the gun goes off. I like to have enough time to drop a bag, get in line for the porta potty, and soak in a little of the atmosphere, but I don't like to be there with too much time to spare or I'll get too nervous or cold. Um, first, I drop my bag. Although I like to travel lightly after a fall race, I know I want my fleece jacket. If you're racing with a bunch of people, consolidate your items into one or two bags, then have your fastest runner check it. She can grab it and have your goodies waiting for you at the finish line. Look, we put in a little service there. That was a little, that's a good little tip. I like that tip. I know. So you're going to check my bag then so you'll have it ready and waiting. Can you like pre-warm my fleece or something before I get there? Exactly. Okay. Well, I do it. Yeah. Um, then I scope out the porta potty line. If it looks ridiculously long, I'll investigate other options. If I'm only going number one, I check to see if there's any woods or out-of-the-way fields around. Not thinking that's happening at the Metrodome. <laughs> thinking more like, you know, the Ogden race where we were like up in the mountains. Right. Um, if not, I'll bide my time and hope the line moves as urgently as I have to pee. Um, I walk a block or two away from the race hoopla before starting my warm up of easy running, then strides. Okay, I lie. I don't do that before a half mar- uh, marathon. Um, I try not to attract attention to myself as I don't resemble the slight fleet feeded runners who bust out aggressive warm ups. I'm just looking to work out a few kinks and break a light sweat. Afterward, I pick up my amphipod belt and make sure a roctane is in the outside mesh pocket for easy access at mile four. And I know that sounds obsessive, but that's actually so true. I do it even on training runs. Um, you sound like a stewardess saying that. And um, for your easy access at mile four, <laughs> your question is under your... <laughs> easy flotation. <laughs> uh, with 10 minutes left to the start, I pop two pieces of jolt energy gum into my mouth. Caffeine is my now not so secret race day boost since I otherwise eschew it. Eschew. That's how you say that out loud. Mm-hmm. I would say chew it. Chew <laughs> with the, the you Because you chew the jolt gum. <laughs> Um, okay. So I'm at seven minutes. We're almost there. I promise. Um, we're, I'm jumping into the corral and making sure my two goos aren't hanging out of my pocket or, um, you know, because I have lost them before. Sometimes I stuff them in my sports bra as well. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm alone, I may strike up a conversation with a fellow runner or I may hang solo. Depends on how I feel. I definitely like to line up toward one edge of the road, leaving me more personal space. Yes. Dimity likes her personal space. Don't, don't invade the body bubble of Dimity. Um, I'll elbow. I'll give you a swift elbow to your cheek. (laughs) (laughs) To the top of your head, you'll just totally whiff right (laughs) over their head. Um, I, pardon me, excuse me, my way to the middle of the appropriate starting corral. Once situated, I stand stock still with my elbow cocked, locking in a satellite signal on my GPS. Then I shift my attention to my nano, checking for the 078th time that it's not set on shuffle so that Fitz and his fellows will come on at the precise moment I planned mid-race. I thread my earbuds cord under my bra strap and down my shirt, then plug it into my iPod. I queue up half marathon heaven and I'm ready to go. And I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Let's get this party started. Nice. Um, So yeah, so that's chapter 13. And I mean, okay, reading that gets me um, really excited for race day. Um, So yeah. 
and makes me realize what I need to do, which is you've already picked out your outfit. I need to still do that. Um, I, I did, but I felt so true to it. I, I think, isn't it four days before the race and this morning on my little three miler? That's what, that's the, the thoughts that consumed my, my, my mind was, oh, what should I wear? Oh, well, that's one outfit or I could wear that shirt. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm going to pack more than one outfit. It's really, I'm really stepping out there. So, um, well, the good news is that we wear running clothes at the expo all the time. So, you know, if you need a double dip there, you can. Like, you know, if you wear your capris on Friday mm-hmm. and then those same capris in the race on Sunday. I could. Well, I'll only tell everyone on the podcast, but that's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, all righty. Well, so thank you for joining us. Uh, if you like what you've heard, please look for us on Facebook at Run Like a Mother, the book. Our website is anothermotherrunner.com. I'm on Twitter at SBS on the run. Dimity's at Dimity on the run. And please uh, go to Amazon to purchase our books, Train Like a Mother, which you just heard from, and its predecessor, Run Like a Mother. And we will catch you next time. Many happy miles. <laughs>